Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Awakenings with Michelle Mache, the weekly dose of spiritual and metaphysical insights and information for navigating the soul path. Listeners are invited to call into the show for a reading or with questions and comments. Call 347-539-5122 and press 1 on the keypad. Also, join the Sacred Space of Empowerment live chat. To create a username, register with Blog Talk Radio. It's great to connect with all of you here. Hey everyone, okay, the intro happened, I don't know what's going on, Uh, some kind of weird glitch, Um, let me know in the chat if you can hear me, Um, logged on, hear the intro music and um, introduction, and then um, BTR said, I'm sorry, we cannot connect you, (laughs) so okay, thanks Spirit Inform, thank you. Okay, I'm just flowing with it. Boy, there's some, it feels like, you know, we haven't even hit the Mars retrograde yet. (laughs) It feels like we're, I don't know about you guys out there. Let me know, those of you that are calling in, uh, let me know. Yeah, Spirit Inform, you heard it too in the chat. Intro started, then stopped. Sound was on, stopped, now back on. Well, yeah, it actually, the intro happened. I was ready to say, hey, everybody, and then I, I hear this, Voice come on, a recorded voice says, I'm sorry, we cannot com- complete your call, <laughs> something like that. Anyway, then it hung up. Anyway, I'm here, and it's Wednesday, and um, I love my Wednesdays with you. Going to have a great show um, today, really, really great program. Actually, been reading this book. I get so many books. Some of them are just rehashing, rehashing. Um, but we have today the author, um, channeler, really, author and channeler, Sandra Mendelson of We Walk Beside You, Animal Messages for an Awakening World, and um, great book. So we're going to be diving in with her the second half of the program, and um, it's very inspirational, too, and kind of some you know some stuff you know already, obviously, when you read it, um, but really some great insights from some of the animal beings, and Spirit Inform is putting, we need psych- cyber Hey, Tamara, hi. Tamara is stuck in the revolving door. Yeah, I know. What's really interesting is, unfortunately, the more, um, you know, like the more callers you get, the more people in the chat, actually people aren't able to get in the chat. And we have most of the people listen by phone or the archives. Um, but anyway, but anyway, we're here, and it's, it's all good, and we get our little dose. So I have, oh, my God, I have so many questions. Um, that people have been emailing and some really juicy ones and um, got a juicy one from James from Australia. Let's see if he, um, I know that's not an Australian accent. (laughs) Listen, if you just happen to be surfing in and you found this program and you're like, what the heck is this? Um, It's Awakenings with Michelle Mache and I'm Michelle Mache, your pilot guide and then co-pilot to my pilots in the chat and in the sacred space of empowerment room as it was coined by Tamara and 
Deetra Marshall way back when. Um, I remember exactly when. I remember these things. Uh, I've got a lot of great insight in the chat. So if you want to be in the chat and, you know, connect that way, then um, all you need to do is just sign in with BTR and um, Blog Talk Radio, create a profile, and then you, you, you can listen via chat or listen um, via computer and not be in the chat. But if you want to interact, um, that's the way to do it. And if you'd like to call in for a reading or just to say, hey, let us know how you're doing, that number is 347-539-5122. I want to give a shout-out and an etheric hug to all of you that listen via the iTunes archive, tuned in, and uh, FM player. And also thank those that have left your great appreciation, comments, feedback on iTunes. Um, that really helps people. Bumps us up in the, the search engine, not just Google, but of course the um, Apple iTunes, and helps more people find us, which a lot of people just find us kind of like they don't even know how. They're like, I don't know. All of a sudden I found your podcast, and, and here we are. So um, that's it. So also, um, if you have guest suggestions, topic suggestions, I know I say this all the time, but we always have new listeners, a lot of new listeners, very, you know, growing, or we're really growing in a, in a international community and, you know, through the social um, media outlets, but also just people listening and passing the word on. So I do like to say, I don't check the uh, Awakenings inbox is just I got to manage things a bit. So the best way to ask questions is either call in or email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook. We have an Awakenings community. It's, it's public. You not only get input and insight from me, but other, you know, very wake aware spiritual travelers on the soul path. And so it's a great forum. Um, also, the Awakenings with Michelle Mache page, which is also the Michelle Mache page. So anyway, there's a lot of ways to connect and get your insights, inspiration, empowerment, healing, get some you know good questions answered from people on all walks of the path, all all levels, all stages, all awareness. Uh, but I will say we you know, and I do get this comment all the time that we have such a loving group of people. Um, in the chat and in the in the community and my workshops, all my workshops, teleworkshops, I've had people consistently comment, "Oh my God, everybody's so nice. They were so open. They were so supportive." And that is so true, you know. So I've been blessed to attract some great people in my life, personally and publicly, and on the soul path. And I feel blessed. And I so I, I really trust when I'm doing something or putting something together. You're going to get people that really care and that support. Otherwise, I just kibosh it. I just shut that down, right? <laughs> That's what happens. You just shut it down because it's not the way to be, you know. So we all have our oops, you know. That's fine, but not any intentional, you know, ickiness. How do you like that professional term? So I was going to, um, let's see, d dive in. We had, like, a question, and I answered it on Awakenings. Um, about um, um, to basically timeline working. And I think I'm going to focus on that if we have time, because I want to open it up to callers, if we have time to dive into some of the email, other email questions. We've been getting more and more, and I love it. I just have to 
sparse it out more. Um, but I really wanted to connect with this one, um, and hopefully James is able to call in, I don't know, about uh, focusing on the past or past lives, and he brought in a little bit of string theory, which string theorists, um, you know, type of quantum physics, do talk about the probabilities. And I will say as a psychic channel, a medium, and we all do this with our intuition, is that, um, yeah, I was laughing about my no ickiness, we do... Um, there, there are probabilities, but then there are also these exponential leaps that we can't know with our rational mind. And here's what I've been getting, you guys. I'm, oh, my God. And I've been, been talking to this, about this with a great astrologer friend of mine. I'm trying to get her back on the program. Uh, I think she, she was on early days, like 2008. Um, and we, you know, I did my prediction of Obama getting in and why, and we were talking about McCain, McCain versus you know, Obama, and um, she's kind of a behind-the-scenes gal, amazing astrologer, really, um, and great with the astrodice and readings, and um, she's at PiscesSolutions.com, if you're interested, PiscesSolutions.com. Anyway, so we were talking about this next level, and you all have heard me talk about this, and, and last year I said, this this year, and I didn't know how, you know, I know I, I get the messages, but I don't always know how it's going to take shape and form. Plus, I'm in my own unfolding on this too, you know. So I always say there's no grand poobahs, you know. There's no, there's no, you know, ivory tower that you get done. You know, I'm in the mix of it all. And I might get a little, you know, 911, 411. I might get a little 811. I might get a little... uh you know, ahead of the pack or get some info or insights ahead, um, kind of like a good, you know, trail leader, you know, hike leader. <laughs> but I'm still in it, you know. So I was sharing last year, right, that how that we, in this phase of awakening that we're, you know, we're in that converging flow where everything is happening at once, right? That's a part of it. And focusing on the unity is is, is as opposed to the separation or separating out that we were playing in that old game in the new paradigm. That's why a lot of oneness and unity consciousness, but it also brings up a lot of differences, you know, because that's the idea on a soul level is how do we live individually and live at our unique soul gifts yet in a way that's good for the whole, but doesn't sacrifice for the whole or doesn't sacrifice the individual for the whole. You guys hear me moving around. I have to do my decaf Americano. So the idea that the guys were saying, they said, you know, you're really going to, people are really going to have to start living and will start living more soul, like I call it soul field, spirit led, really living intuitively, getting those messages from the soul via the higher self and being guided. That's the next kind of wake up, which means that a lot of people, myself included, we get to these places where it's like blank. What do we do? And those are major, major um, you know, turning points, transformations, it means you've completed a huge chunk um, of your soul expression, soul learning lesson, you know, and, and it, you know, every part of our soul path has some kind of learning lesson. It's not the main focus. We're just here to really just be us, to shine, share a light, live out our gifts, and connect with each other and, and love in various ways, right? That's the whole, really, the idea. But But there's some you know, there's some things in there. We have ups, we have downs. How do we handle tragedy? How do we handle 
you know, great abundance or opening? What, you know, what do we do with our gifts? What do we do with what we're handed? And with that growth, with that evolution, we have growth. And with that growth, we have evolution. So there's an evolution and then we have more growth and then there's, you know, an evolution in consciousness. And then we live more and more soul connected. So who's growing is just the aspect of us on the uh, earth plane. A lot of people ask that, does the soul grow? No, the soul has varying experiences. Um, it's almost like if you think of yourself like a, a dancer or an athlete or you're, you're, you have to cross train. Well, you might have really great core. You might have really great abs, but you have to work on endurance. Or you might have great endurance or you could, you know, you could just run for days, but you have to work on your ankles, right? Or you have to work on your core strength, maybe of your, your legs or your back or, or your arms, or maybe your core isn't as great. You know, maybe your abs are not as great. So when you, when our frequency steps down, you know, when it's slowed down to have a manifest form, such as a body, right? There are parts that are more evolved and involved on this dimension you know that's just the way that it happens on the and that's why every time we grow in our expression and experience on the earth plane we get more i call it spiritual juju we get more juice we get more animation more love more more light basically which is love and information and connection in various ways it's what we need right as light beings, um, you know, we, we get from our environment, you know, just like we receive from the plants, the trees, you know, we get from that corella, that pigment, right? Um, so we, we receive that, and then the more open you are, the more connected, the more you're receiving. That's why a lot of people, when they start opening up, you know, when they're doing like my works, oh, by the way, I have a teleworkshop this Saturday. So if you want to be a part of it, email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. I forgot to mention um, that. Sorry about that. So there is this continual opening, right? And so the more open we are, the more we're able to receive, the more we're living spirit-led. And the the more there's less chronic fear. Yeah, there's going to be fears here and there. That's natural. That's part of the human brain. That's part of the instinctual brain of Abdullah Blancata. That's it's it's wired into the limbic, um, but but when it gets chronic or you're living in that state, then you're living more and more from the constructed ego. This is why, and this is, a, and I had a, this ties into a question that I had of do people come in with more soul connection than others? Yes, and you can lose that soul connection. You see it with people that have very extreme mental illness. Unfortunately, you know, they become, there's a disconnect or they're, they're checked out. They're on another, they're, they're on the, on the shelf. They're on a side uh, aspect parallel to them. Um, you know, you see it when people have disturbances or they've, and you see it in monk shots when people have done like very heinous crimes, they call dead in the eyes, right? What's that thing? I can see your, through your soul or to your soul through the eyes, so it's interesting, the eyes register, sub, we register the eyes subconsciously as what's going on spiritually, and that also means within the aura, what's going on is we pick it up through the eyes, but you're also picking it up through the whole, you know, body-mind system, including the etheric field, which is where the aura is. 
So we're always getting information, right? So one of the ways that we're now to be getting our information is more and more, and you hear me talk, through the heart, through coherence and resonance, and letting the communication between the, the gut, the stomach, the gut knowing, those receptors in there, to the heart and to the, and to the brain. We've been overly brain or cognitive or left, you know, focused on the thinking aspect and figuring it out. And so it is right now there's a big push, you know, if you will, psychically, which psychic meaning from the soul, to be more in a state of receptivity, to become more magnetic. That's why I'm also doing a lot with moon cycles right now. You all have heard me talk about we need to be more magnetic as the earth has been shifting and becoming more electrical. So there, everything is a polarity here. And it's part of, it, you could call it growth, but it's, a, it's really about experiencing different aspects of being. So there's always shifts. You know, here's a funny one. Here's a shift. I went to Whole Foods today. A lot of you know that, I, that somebody hit me yesterday in the car door or hit the car door, uh, passenger door. And where's the parking that I parked today where the woman hit me? <laughs> in her spot today. And I had a little flashback of the whole thing, and I was like, oh, my God, now it's complete. You know, it's complete with the positive. It's all come full circle, which reminds me of something I want to uh, touch on on, on um, rebound or the law of return. So James is saying, okay, in his in – his, um, you know, question on awakenings, on the awakenings community page, we always focus on the past or past lives. And my contention with that is it's easier because the past makes more sense. And we have history. We have a focus on the past. We have a focus on the present as well. But we're, you know, in other words, if I'm into yoga or I eat certain food and, and I can feel I've had a past life in this area because I have this, I'm drawn to this. So it makes more sense to the rational mind or the, the conscious thinking, right? Or if you go to a reader or somebody and they tell you something and you have those interests, it's, it's more plausible, right? But our future self, and I do do, because he was wondering, why don't people focus on future selves? And I thought, well, we do. I do. You know, people do that do the type of work that I do. We have processes for connecting to your future self and understanding the future life that's coming to you and reading the signs. That's a lot of what I do in my teleworkshops is what those openings that are created are by that aspect of your higher self that's representing the future self that's acting out on earth or they're going to be having experiences. And so what it brought up a good point, and I'm like, this is great because this is really what the guides were saying last year in, in the turning points that are happening this year is focusing more on the becoming which means being more in the void, in the place of not know. We don't know. We don't rationally know. And we're going, to get, we're going to get bits and pieces that create the map of where we're going through the openings, through the synchronistic connections, through the synchronistic events, through the insights, through the dreams. So our future self is already there in its future. And how you know you're in the right direction to connect with your future life and your future self and not something that's just fanciful or wishful or driven by codependency or, you know, unhealed emotions or situations or a, a non-to-less-life-enhancing non relating pattern, you know that by 
you know, getting in that meditative state by opening to see where are you actually truly being drawn. And if it's, and if the energy is coming not from emotionalism, but from a sensing and a feeling of an opening or an activation of the heart, you'll feel a tingling, you'll feel a slight opening. And the more and more you do it, I've been practicing it a lot, and you start feeling it more and more. You feel this, this tingling and this warmth, and you literally, there's a relaxation that comes in through the shoulder, the, you know, the, the lower neck, shoulders. It just, there's an opening that takes place. So that's our guidance system because the heart is the seat of the soul. When you're following the heart, which has unfortunately been misinterpreted to be like emotionalism or romanticism, it might have some, it's going to have some emotions to it because we are energy in motion. We, that, we are emotional beings. That's where our passion and our desire is. But when it comes to to um, justifying your decisions and making a nice little story about it, that's coming from the ego. Spirit has no need for justification. When it's coming from a spiritual or directive from the higher self, there's no need for justification. It just is. But when we get into story, which we need to, story's fun, we need to talk, we need to write, we need to explain things. But the difference in the new paradigm is that we live beyond the story we live beyond the effects we go to cause we go to the causal point which is the undifferentiated energy which is the void which is the darkness which is the potential which is what scares people the unknown but that's where we are who we were a day ago five days ago five years ago 50 years ago 60 whatever we have elements of that but we are made anew i mean we know that metaphysically Something new is constantly emerging through us as us if we allow that and if we begin to consciously follow that. And I'm talking about the little self being open and receptive to that and following that. So one of the things I invite everyone to do is begin to notice where your openings are. Where do you feel naturally drawn? Not from I should and I have to. There's those, of course. But the ones that the the decisions that you make that come from where you're most making the decision, not from your head, but dropping into the heart and getting to the inner knowing of what brings most juice. See, this is the key. I mean, this is huge. If you're making your decisions by what brings you the most life force animating energy, it's going to be what is most life enhancing. If you're making decisions and you're feeling your heart close or your body crunch in, then it's not the right decision for you. Even if there's fear, you might feel something in the stomach, like, oh, I'm kind of scared, or what does that look like? You know, it could, because that's just, you know, it's a recapitulation. It's re-stimulating or drawing up previous experiences or traumas or slights or fears or things that aren't complete. It's bringing that up. If that's happening, but yet there's an opening in the heart, there's a tingling or you're, you're bringing your awareness starts going more into the heart and you feel some more energized, then that's the right direction. That's leading you. You're being led by your future self and that's leading you to your future self and your future life. And in fact, in one of the processes that I do in the alchemical um, progression and regression therapy that I do, alchemical hypnotherapy um, and transpersonal therapy, we, this, we work in these multidimensional realms um, as well as my shamanic training, you know, we're taught to, to do this. Um, 
we have dialogues with the future self of what's needed, what's not complete, what needs me to get there. Now, this brings a question, and a lot of people say, well, if everything's destined, everything's meant to be, everything will happen. That's not true. Again, common sense, people, common sense. (laughs) Here we go. Just like we say you can be, you're on the right path, you can be on the wrong path. This is where discernment, where wisdom comes in, good guides, teachers, your own inner guidance, not BSing yourself. No, I've seen people not manifest their full potential or or manifest part of it in in sabotage. That's why there's, you know, Debbie Ford had that amazing course uh, on Daily Ohm about not, you know, how to stop self-sabotage. That's a lot of what I work with with my practice. People stay in the same pattern and then they interpret the, the world or the situation or the relationship not by the truth but by their pattern. But we can't know that until we can get outside of ourselves a bit, outside of our programming to see in. This is why, and I've been getting a lot of emails on this, this is why we're more and more in the void, more and more in the unknowing and only able to respond pretty immediately. Because it's, everything is becoming, instead of, of an over-focus on linear time, it's more on divine right timing or synchronistic timing. It's happening by synchronistic events. A synchronizing is taking place. And so there's a constant, think about synchronization. Okay, we've got to set our watches or we've got to set digitally here. Oh, you're, you've got, you know, 11-11 and you've got, you know, you've got 1-12. Okay, let's everybody get it to 111, you know. So that's constantly happening. And so you can live more effectively, more efficaciously by allowing the the attunements. This is why on my YouTube channel, you know, uh, Light Being 21, or you can go to Michelle Mache, or on my Soul Playground uh, website, I have tools to help you attune, meditations to help you align or attune. When you're off balance, how to get back in balance. You know, how to, you know, it's like the um, the acrobatist. What is it with the rings, right? Or you've got to catch the other person. You've got to be attuned. Sometimes you miss. That's fine. That's that's the airplane. That's the, some, start learning. How do I attune to this? How do I align? How do I get in the flow? How do I get in the frequency of what's happening around me? You know, like the merry-go-round, you know, if it's going fast, you've got to pace yourself and jump at a certain time. If it's going slower, you know, maybe you can just lightly jump on or do a big skip. So this is where we're going to be more intuitive. This is where we're going. This is the, this is the new emergent consciousness coming in that's where we're all co-creating this new paradigm is to, to begin to, to live more from that place and then back it up by thinking, by the cognitive, by creating systems of thought or beliefs or principles. What's happened is we've lived too much by beliefs and principles that no longer apply. Some of them never really applied or worked. Some of them so-so. And some of them just need to be updated or up-leveled. But we can't know that by what's gone on before. We have to move into that space of facing something afresh, anew, open, and and being guided. And this you see happening in many levels right now of the world and of society. Um, 
Thanks, Tamara. Great explanation, Michelle. Makes so much sense. Yes, yes, it does. It's, and I always say, you know, it's interesting. Advanced metaphysics really becomes, just like quantum physics, honestly, is common sense. And one of my great teachers, well, two of them, Beverly Martin in, in Europe and then um, Dr. D. Hahn, both said, if you can't explain it simply, you don't know it. And it's, it's not, tr- you know, things that, you know, there's levels of truth. You know, um, but we have, you know, but they're shades, but then there are those deeper truths. I call them the, the T, the, the truth of the big T, capital T, right? That people go, yeah, that makes sense because it's inclusive. Truth is inclusive. It's what's most life enhancing for the most people or, or in, the, in the situation at any given time. I may not always understand that. You know, I had an email from someone the other day and I thought, oh gosh, they're really, you know, I had to do my own processing on it because I wanted to respond in a certain way. And I thought, wow, they're not, and I've seen this in this individual. I thought they're not really in gratitude. They're kind of scattered and they're not really being in gratitude or appreciation of what's been offered to them, what they've been receiving. But then I thought, you know what, that's where they're, they're at. And that's, you know, I'm finally learning. You not about changing somebody or helping them or up leveling them past where they can go. You know, you just have to, to be with that. And in one way, let people show where they're at, not out of judgment or separ- separating, off, you know, off or cutting off, um, but in a way that understands certain people aren't going to resonate at certain times in your life as much or at all. And then you may come back into their life. You, they come back into your life. You come back into each other's life, however you want to look at it. And sometimes not. Sometimes there's this moving on because the resonance is changing, you know, and we need not apologize for resonance change. It's hard when you see people going down a dead end and they want to do that. I mean, granted, and I know a lot of you see that, especially as intuitives or healers, and you see them, especially if they've asked for your help, but you see that they're, they're stuck in their ego and they don't want to, they, they're just sabotaging. And so, you know, again, one of my, great teachers are, you know, said, you know, sometimes you have to just love Dr. Die in harmony, Reverend Harmony. You have to just love people from afar, a distance, let them go, let them be. The, the, and she said, the spiritual connection is always there. You're not disconnected. But it may not be aligned enough or tuned enough or working enough on a earth level, earth plane level, an everyday living level. Because we're meant to flower. So whatever is stopping us from flowering, right, needs to be addressed. And if it doesn't shift, then it's shifted out of our life or out of our body, out of our awareness. It's like, what do the white blood cells do? Oh, there's a, there's a virus. There's something that shouldn't be there. Or there's something stuck in your eye. The eye starts watering, right, to push it out. So it's the very nature, our very nature and the nature of nature itself is to strive, is the drive, not towards perfection, but for what is most life-enhancing, what brings the most life force animating energy, what gives us most life. That's what is always sought. Whatever dimension, whatever level, that's what's always sought and played out. So you're also going to find coming up this year, you know, is that what I call the law, well, part of it's the law of return, 
but the redo, there's a redo where you, something comes back and you get to redo it. You get to do it from a more expanded awareness, maybe more love, more light, more wisdom, more fun, more passion, more gratitude. That's one of the ways is, is to call that in, to ask for that, ask for those situations. That also ups your vibrational frequency. By the way, I'm going to be doing in June a whole month of high vibes, keeping high vibes for manifestation. If you want to join me, um, I'm going to do two, one at the beginning, one at the end of the month, teleworkshops to support this. And then each week I will have um, exercises and tools and focuses to help um, with this. Because I really, this energy is so powerful. You know, Jupiter and Scorpio, you know, the Pluto and Saturn and Capricorn, there's a lot of shifting. We've got the Mars retrograde coming. Uranus just moved into Taurus. It's about earthing these energies. It's about embodying these energies, embodying faith. It's not about thinking about it or having beliefs about it or just having faith or believing or living from the higher self in times of need when nothing else is working or when you come to programs like this or when you you know, meet with your friends and chit-chat, you know, your philosophical or spiritual salons. No, it's about integrating this every day in our everyday living so it becomes part of the lexicon, that it is part and parcel of who and what we are, that it's in our body. We're embodying it, imbibing it and imbuing it and embodying it, embodying it, living faith. And faith, although it's, it's looked at it as a religious word it's not it, it's it's a knowing an inner knowing in the unseen it's a trust in the unseen what is not yet seen because it's just not seen from our physical eyes it's there etherically so i've been calling in situations there's certain things that i've been seeing that have unfolding and this brings in people having you'll you'll open yourself up to more parallel lives parallel living where you can see different aspects of your being being lived out you'll see your future life your future self you'll get more and more glimpses of it and that will be what guides you mind you many of us do this already i've been doing this but it's a whole nother level of it and it's requiring a lot of faith it's requiring that being guided and led and that your visions what you perceive to be manifesting what you what you really dream is able to come true and is coming to true or coming to fruition and it is already there, and it's being rearranged, edited in a way that it can take manifested form. All righty, let's get to Kala's. We've got uh, 614-0396. Hello, James. Hello, Michelle, James. Hey, James. Hello. Yes, you inspired this talk. <laughs> <laughs> um. Always. A great question. Just excellent. Uh, um, yeah, look, um, and what an excellent um, talk so far this morning. He's answered all the um, questions I've had right about now, that whole void uh, sort of space you're discussing, and, uh, yes. and that's exactly how it feels. Um, and, and, and the whole faith thing, that, that's come up for me as well. Um, oh, look, there's, there's so much, so much you've discussed this morning is, is sort of on point for me right now. It's extraordinary. Um, it is, right? So, um, and, and it, it's, 
you're right. It's and I'm so glad you're 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 questioning it. And those of you, you know, if you aren't yet, I don't know what do you do. You just click. You want to join the Awakenings community. You can just search it on Facebook. But you know what you, the question you put in the uh, the position, the postulate that you put was just pretty amazing, and so on point. Um, and I've been having, like I said earlier, conversations with a friend of mine and seeing, because I've been seeing things and I'm like, but it's not happening yet, but I can so see it, having conversations with certain people, going places, doing things. And I'm reminded that I've had that before, but the difference is, and I think you brought it up just now, James, is the void. There's so much uncertainty. I'm a, I call it like being held in between tweezers oh. up above the Grand Canyon. You know, anybody knows the Grand Canyon, a big schism, right, or over the ocean. There is this huge, right, there's this huge Mm. void, there's this huge potential possibility, and yet we have some ideas. We're being guided, Mm. but we don't know. Is this, okay, am I nuts? Am I I making this up? That's why I told my friend, I said, and we were doing readings for each other. She said, no, Michelle, you keep getting confirmations that this is what's going to happen. I go, I know, I know. And she goes, and you do this for other people all the time. And I said, yes, but with what's most important? Ah, this is what I want to share with everyone. So important what I forgot almost is what I found. We're being tested. And this, this year we're in 11-2 cycle, right, numerology-wise or numerically, which has – that's why you see all the – the two vibration is bringing in all the connecting to the higher self, what's your relationship to yourself, the Me Too movement, never again – what what is this person doing to that person or this race to that race or this that you know it, it it's bringing out the oppositional energies within relationship the the it's bringing in the contrast so we can get to that you know heal and grow and get to that happy you know that middle way but what you're going to find this year is what you most want what your secret desire is that's where your testing comes in because it's easy, like me, it's easy to manifest. I can draw stuff in. I've been doing my whole life, you know, the money, a job, want to live in Europe, boom, 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 boom. But the area that means the most to you that you're most uncertain about or that you think, oh, God, could that really happen? That's where the testing comes in. Because once you want, and, and this was so brilliant, because it was your, it was my conversation with my friend and James, it was your question and as I was answering your question on the Awakenings community page, I got the download. And then I went into meditation. I said, okay, what, what's this mean? And this is the answer that I got is because when you go through something so tragically or you so want something to happen that you just don't think can happen, but you're wishing and praying and hoping and whatever, crawling on the floor for it, and it happens, <laughs> then you believe. Then you have faith. And I was reminded of, like, Louise Hay, who had healed herself of cancer through visualization and started the Hay House and programs and et cetera, et cetera. We've all seen, we all know these stories, and we all have them to some degree personally with ourselves. So what I, what I learned was that what's going to happen, and it's, it's, it's emphasized this year, but it's going to be going, you know, it's, it's going to be exponential. It's going to be going, happening more and more and more is that once we all have this testing period, many of us it's this year, 
we will be believers in the way that it, we embody it now. We're not just thinking it and using it as a tool, but we're now embodying and living by this faith because the demonstration has been so profound for us individually. And that's apparently what the guides told me. That's the tipping point that's needed. We're, we're creating the critical mass this year. And it's hearkened by that Uranus in, in Taurus, just squaring at, you know, uh, the, the um, Jupiter and Scorpio. It's, it's a square makes you ha- take action. It's like having, you know, some, I don't know, worms put down your pants or something. You know, woo, i got to do something, you know, or you've got like, pebbles in your shoe and you're walking. You know, it's be in your bonnet, whatever you want to say. It makes you have to take action. And so that testing, that critical point, or for you, James, pondering these things, asking these questions, it's leading you to your own individual critical mass, turning point. And as it's all happening for us individually, it, it, it happens and collectively. Yeah. So I keep saying it, expect I, I, massive changes after the summer. What were you going to say, James? Oh, look, I, I feel, I, I, I think you're absolutely right, and that's, um, I feel that I, um, yeah, I absolutely agree with, that. and that's how I, I feel about it. It's so like you got to keep the faith right now, and and feel it right? out for the type of thing. Yeah, um, absolutely. Because it that. doesn't make rational sense, right? I mean, it's just it's really yeah. hard to rationalize, yeah. um, right? To get to the 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 to use the logic mind or say, well, this is what happened in the past, and so this is what's going to happen now. Yeah. You know, I like what you yep. said. It is, it is about the faith, living in that space of the void. Yep. Um, no, look, I absolutely get it. Um, fascinating. really is. Um, so um, you're quite right. I can't rationalize it. I just have to sit there and, and sort of go, there's something coming up. I can sort of feel it. I can't put any scope mm-hmm. to it. Um, but I just sort of have to say, stay in the seat and uh, just sort of stay conscious, really. Um, and, and feel yes, that sort of that's it. Good um, point. But uh, Ch- camera's oh, putting in the chat. You're to... awesome, James. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys, so, um, I wrote about it in my blog on my Soul Playground on Uranus and Taurus. A little bit of what to expect, and I, I think you're right, James. But let's all remember, because everybody's waiting for something cataclysmic. It's going to be the converging flow, so it's going to be. Yeah, crises. I mean, we've had big crises when they happen to you or happen to your city or your state, your family, you know, that's crises. But it's going to be a little a little of this, a little bit of that, but it's also it's also what's life enhancing. So it's what's destroying, disrupting, what's breaking down, but it's also converging with what's building up, what's coming in, what's bringing us together. It's this faith. It's us, it's us coming together. As a humanity, it's coming together and wanting the best for each other. Yeah. And that is a positive thing. But, James, you've got to keep these questions. You're, I, huh? A big amen to that. <laughs> yes. Yes. We're, we're, we're doing it. Oh, James, thanks for calling in, and thanks so much for that great question. I mean, it's so – I hope you guys go to the Awakenings page and read it. It's just so – was so thought-provoking. We had a great dialogue. Maybe you can add to it now, James. Maybe you get some downloads or anybody. Add to the add to the dialogue. Add to the discourse. We're all learning from each other. That's for sure. 
And look, James, you were the catalyst. I swear, I had I had the conversation the night before. I was up really early. I was on Facebook. I saw your. I answered it, and then I called my friend right away, and I said, "Oh my God!" Now I got this question answering this question from for James. I got the, the open the the channel. I got the download. We're piecing it together, and I'm like, okay, now I see next steps. You know, that's how it works. That's cool. We we we, we right. I mean, we like our higher self. We got to keep it interesting. We're not going to get it all in a in a book format. It's going to come yeah. piece by piece through each other. Yep. All right, James. Keep shining. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hi three zero five six zero seven. You're on air. You're on awakenings. Hello. Hello. Hi. Can you hear me? I can. Oh, What's I, your first name? I'm doing great. George. George. Hey, George. George. Welcome. What's your question, George? Yes. Well, my question is in regards to my son and I finding work and my wife's okay. health. Your wife's health. Well, the first thing I get wife's health, I feel like it's something debilitating. It's been going on for a while, right? Feels like it's. Uh, yeah, in many yeah. ways, you know, her stomach is the issue. Okay. Okay. Um, that's the bigger thing that I get around is to. Has she gone to the dog? I feel like she needs medical treatment, medical care. Um, okay. But I, but I also feel there's a lot lot of stress and strain going on. So also addressing it from maybe even a homeopathic or naturopath, uh, bringing in some herbs, uh, maybe even okay. chamomile with lavender, lavender tea. I feel like a lot of it could be more stress. Um, yeah, a lot job, of it is stress at work. Yeah. Yeah, the and, job. And me not I having feel, a job, so. Yeah, that um, – Boy, oh boy. The, 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 the thing that I keep flashing on is there could be partial or employment for you or your son here and there, but I feel the bigger turning point is August, September for you in finding something oh, okay. a bit more solid. Before then, I feel like the thing is, is to shift the energy is just to take what you can because it shows okay. partial employment and then it shows, I would say, uh, September. It shows something more solid, okay? Oh, good. Your wife, good. yeah, she needs to work on the, the stress aspect, you know. Taking uh, hops is another good thing that helps bring balance. Um, all of you, the GABA, GABA combine, the neurotransmitter, there's one by Source Naturals, really helps de-stress, helps focus, Um the CBD oil also helps with stress. I kept getting lavender with her, chamomile, hops. Um, but I feel it's like a nervous tummy. There's a tightening. There's this contractions there. So I feel that yeah. addressing the stress is greatly going to help her. I will send her, okay. if I do a healing circle, I will send her some healing light, okay? Give me her first name, uh, please. Her name, Maggie. Is Ivy? Maggie. M-A-G-G-I-E. Okay. And do you All see right. anything for my son work? Uh, I would say about the same time frame. I would say about, I almost feel like you might get something sooner. 
But I do okay, see work he coming. Is just, he is going to get something. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Sure, All he, right, George. He's in a panic attack. Yeah, Thank well, you. you. Get... Yes. Okay. Hi, 770-549. You're on Awakenings. Welcome. Hi, Michelle. Yes, it's me. Hello. Hi, my name is Latanya. Can you hear me? I can, Latanya. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome to the program. Thanks. What's your question? Um, I was wondering, yeah, um, I was wondering uh, career-wise what you might see for me. I uh, just recently started a graduate program um, in behavior analysis, and I just, I wasn't sure if I was on the right if I was on the right track or, you know, if I needed to oh, yes. draw. Oh, girly, you love to figure things out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Use oh, that wow. lovely mind of yours. Yes. Um, okay. You may be down the road bringing in more of the intuition, but I, but it's interesting. Okay. I'm not necessarily seeing – you may do private practice or one-on-one. I eventually see more either group or corporate with you. Is that where you're wanting to sure. go? Um, I hadn't even thought about that, but that is definitely something I'm open to. Group of corporate. Okay. Yes, I feel hmm. that you're going to do some kind of program. It's off. It's off. It's three to five, maybe five years. It's not right away. And I also okay. do see you doing a book, a book on it. It could be a workbook, or it, or it could be even something in the field um, wow. that people are using. Yes. Yes. Wow. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're going to be really diving in, really awesome. diving in. Okay. All right. Thanks for calling in, Latonia. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, I feel, right. you know, obviously if you change, that's fine, but I feel that your energy around it is very connected to it. Okay. Good. Good. Yes. That makes I, sense? I does that resonate for you? Yes. Hmm? It does. It does. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Good. You're so welcome, Latonia. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. I'm going to get a couple more in. Then we have our guest calling. Uh, 919-946, you're on air. Hi, Michelle. Can you hear me? I can. What's your first name? Okay, I'm in my car. Jasmine. Okay. Hey, Jasmine. Welcome. Thank you. What's your question? Um, I was calling about career as well. I have mm-hmm. um, done some work to kind of completely shift what kind of work I want to do. Um, and I feel like I've been really guided to like start spiritual based practice, but yeah, I just kind of don't feel ready yet. So I, what, the job I'm interviewing for is at a park. So I thought if I am out in nature more and connecting with nature, and right now I work with plants at a gardening center. So I was wondering Perfect. if the job that I'm trying to interview for at the park is the right move for me because it's also would require me to relocate, which I'm wanting to do anyway. Yes, and very thank you for your call. And because, yes, it's showing definitely, and it's showing giving time. You're on the right track. It shows new beginnings in June. So, right quickly, you've got some new stuff coming in. But you're following the openings. You know, one of the things that helps ground us and is helping us connect to our own nature is being in nature, is being with animal beings, the animal beings, being with the trees, being at the beach, recognizing our nature in the nature of everything around us. So, yes, and you'll know why you're going to this park, why you're moving. It will unfold. But I absolutely 5,000% feel that you're on the right track. I I feel you're being so led 
and that's part of your spiritual training is to be led and then to be able to share that with others. How, what does it look like, sound like, feel like to be led? When some people could say, oh, why are you doing this job? Why are you going here? There's always a, there's wow. always a reason. When you look back, there's there's a reason, and it all it all makes sense. You know, Definitely. but we can't. Really we, yeah, keep us posted, Jasmine, and and um, wonderful news about your move, and good luck with that. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Hi, three two five four five six. You're on air. Hi, Michelle. Can you hear me? I sure can. Who is this? This is Laura. Hey, Laura. Welcome. Hi. What's your I question? have a question. Right. I, we've been, y'all, I was listening about um, everything that y'all are talking about. I have a question about a, a vision board that I just put together. Okay. And manifesting yes. that. How is how that right. looking for me? Here's my thing, and I started doing a vision board. I learned about it, um, I guess, early 90s. And I'm a fan of them if they're done in the right way, meaning you have to get in a meditative state and not think about what it is you want to do and let it come from your intuitive awareness or through the subconscious. Because a lot of times people put on their vision board what they want or think they want, and so it's coming more from the ego plane. I'll be honest, as I've evolved more or grown more, more connected, I find any way that spirit, God, the higher self, the whole enchilada, however you want to term it, knows what we want anyway. So if we're not manifesting, usually there's something that's getting in the way that we're doing or we're not following the signs. Um, Not always. And I think they can be good. Once you set your intention, I think using symbols, colors or images or like what you're saying Laura using a you know a vision board is 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 good to do once you have your intention set and you know what it is but you still have to be so open that it's going to unfold or manifest in a way that you may not the package you know you may not readily see or even like in the beginning does that make sense yeah yeah and the way that I was taught to do the vision board, which a lot of people, again, Dr. Beverly Martin, don't do, um, but years ago I, I did a lot of work with vision boards. And But I would always have people first get clear on their intention, find ways to consciously put their attention on their intention, and then get into that meditative state before, you know, have all the magazines or whatever you're going to draw or whatever you're going to do and just go towards what you're drawn towards. So one way to really do it, I feel like in a way that kind of bypasses the ego as best we can, and that's also bringing, bypassing the ego, but also including the ego. So connecting more on a, you know, spirit soul level is if you take a book or make a book or make a booklet, right? Um, In England, we had a, what is it, the A4 paper. So it's a larger paper, or you could take butcher paper or just, anything and make your own booklet or you can use a book. And so what you would do is you would write on the left side of the paper, the left side of the brain, what it is you want to manifest and you you put it in, you know, present tense. I have this or I'm doing this. 
And then on the right side, you would put the images that correspond. And I did do this. And I, every, pretty much everything I put on there, even the phone I wanted, even some guy, this was a weird thing, some guy that I liked how he looked. <laughs> I like, he was, I, oh, no, I wanted to go in the polo match. That's what it was. I wanted to go to a polo match, and I slapped that in the thing. Not only did I go to the polo match, is I met the guy and hung out with the guy at some kind of, um, I don't know, it was an event with Oppenheimer's, all these socialites were there. And I'm staring at this guy, and I'm going, that's the guy in my vision book. That's the guy. Because <laughs> was, was apparently he was a famous polo player. So he was oh, in wow. some ad. But I was like, but I was like, oh, I've never been to a polo match. I'd like to go to a polo match. So that within two weeks, I went to the polo match, and then I met the guy at this event, cocktail party, charitable event, whatever. So that's what I would suggest to you is, to do a book, I feel like you're on the right track. I feel for you, Laura, you're going, wow, there's, I know where I want to go down, what I want to do. So harness that energy and be open to the, the openings that come up. Just like our previous caller, Jasmine, she knows that she wants to integrate more of her you know, spirituality into her path and do a spiritually-based business. But she got the message to work in this garden center and the relocate, which is what she wanted to do. And so it all ties in. So that's, that would be my um, suggestion. And one other little point um, that I learned was that a lot of times, especially in the States, not so much in the, the, uh, in the European countries that I you know, visited or lived in, we talk about, I want to make money or I need to make a lot of money or I need a lot of money. The truth is we don't create money. I mean, yes, cosmologically, yes, as infinite sources of the, all that is, yes. But we don't create mm-hmm. money or make money. So what you want to ask for is to receive it or draw it in or up the money that you're making, you know, or you want to see the dollars or whatever you want to see or the bank account accruing. You can give a visual to it. But, but not, to, not to, to make it. Because that's not right. going to happen. It's illegal. <laughs> As a matter of fact, we keep have our printing press. But that you want to draw it in and you want to focus on abundance, which is having enough of everything. Well, that's why. All I right, did. Laura. Hope- Good. Sorry. Good. When I put this board Good. together, I did a lot of uh, meditation with it. Good, good. Before you put it together, right? You meditate. Yes, See, that's yes. the key is while you're putting it together, you, you, you put yourself in that meditative state. Yes. Perfect. Okay. You're one of the few. If only, yeah. Because a well, lot of people do. They get to get, good, good. I didn't yeah, want well, to go. I knew it was something good. very important to do, so. Great. Well, thank you. And keep us posted thank on you. the unfolding in that. Okay. I sure will. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. You're so welcome. Bye-bye. All right. It's that time for our guest at time of the program. Um, so excited to have her on. Like I said earlier, I've been reading her book. I love it. I actually got it a couple months ago. And um, we'll have to chat about Mr. T. I'm in love with Mr. T. He's a wonderful little, wonderful doggy. Um, okay, if you didn't get your questions answered, stay on the line. Wait, we've got a great guest coming up, and I am back next Wednesday also at 12 p.m. Pacific time. So we have with us for our Awakening Dialogue, we have with us today Sandra Mendelson. 
who facilitates deeper understanding between humans and non-humans, evolved from her work as a certified polychromatic light therapist, equine photopuncturist, um, therapist, and a health coach. She's a channel of animal consciousness and shares messages from the animal kingdom for the benefit of the human. She's the author of multiple articles on human and animal well-being, and her recent book is, because I feel there's another one coming, um, is We Walk Beside You, Animal Messages for an Awakening World. Hi, Sandra. Welcome to the program. Hi. It's nice to be here, Michelle. Thank you. Hello. Thank you. And thanks for waiting. That's why we say kind of 1245 to about 1250, because if we have people, you know, a lot of people in the queue like to get to their questions. Um, So thank you for your patience. Um, So excited to have you on. I just love your book and just quite a lot of wisdom. Um, that comes through wisdom and love um, that came through in this book. So what, let me jump right in. What was your first, I want to know your first awakening, because I know we all have many, and what was your first awakening, and then what awakened to you writing this book? How did this book come about? Well, you know, um, I think we're constantly awakening if if our yes. soul is directing us there, but it Specifically, uh, the awakening to the animal kingdom was not something I was aware of as a young kid, a very traditional experience other than just loving animals. And um, about Mm. five to six years ago, I had transitioned out of corporate into uh, health-oriented occupations. So I was working with light therapy, meaning red and infrared light, using it Mm. to help the body heal more efficiently and that brought me to working with both humans and animals so I got the chance Mm. to work with horses that I had always loved from afar but never had a horse and uh, in a very unglamorous way when it was like maybe peaking at seven degrees in the barn and I was working alone on this with this horse who had an injured foot and I'm crawling around on the ground and I hear a voice boom Mm. in my head this hay is crap so I looked up, and I noticed that he was kind of, right, very glamorous, and he's kind of flinging hay away with his nose, trying to get under underneath the, the bale of hay. About five minutes later, one of the horse moms came into the barn and announced, there is mold all over the hay. I didn't know. looked normal to me. But that was that was just wow. the, before the, you know, the door cracked open just a little bit. And I would hear, you know, little blurbs from horses, like, you know, you said you were going to help me. And I'm like, oh, what, what's happening here? And, um, you know, about a couple of weeks later, a horse at a barn down the road absolutely dismantled my entire concept of what humans versus what animals know, how they live, mm. um, what energetically, how focused they are. I mean, it just blew my mind. And, uh, you know, he basically started with, you know, when the barn closes at 4 o'clock, we can drop the facade and be our true selves. We hear the birds speak, the plants speak, mm. everything speaks. Mm-hmm. And it went on from there. <laughs> oh, wow. Beautiful, beautiful. I know it's it's so amazing how, um, the, you know, all animals, you know, 
do communicate on some level. I have found horses, I don't know if you noticed, they're very verbal, very aware. Of course, we know animal beings, you know, uh, cats and dogs as, as well. But horses, um, what do you what do you make of that? Because I have found them to be quite <laughs> verbal, quite yeah. What is, yeah, what is that? Wonderful, wonderful question. And I actually got the answer to this um, from a tiger who said that animals, oh. you know, they have different functions and they get their energy in different ways. And he said, you know, the birds are mercurial and get their energy by transmitting information throughout the animal kingdom that others act upon. Grounded animals, lions and tigers, elephants, pull their energy up from the earth, you know, navel, like imagine the cord from navel to earth. He said, and horses are ethereal and travel at night. And what that very first horse that kind of blew my mind said to me is, horses are sending energy to humans all the time. And when I thought, yeah. where do you get the, the energy from? They said, we leave our bodies to connect with all that is because our frequency gets lower being in a body. Horses, so obviously mm-hmm. they, they've incarnated at, as horses in this lifetime, mm-hmm. are so oriented up. So they are partnering with us in our spiritual awakening. That is why people, more than anyone else across the globe who's written to me or who's responded you know, to the postings and stuff and sharing their own stories, it's with horses that have cracked yeah. them wide open because, yes, that is something that That's horse what? people are really discovering. That's, so you're spot on. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, well, because I've, I've experienced it before, and I'm like, they're very chatty. I mean, they're really are, are pulling on you. You know, they'll really send you that vibe. You know, even if you turned away from them, they'll say, turn around, turn around. You know, and it's like, wow. Um, so, and it's very strong. And do you feel that's because you're saying the, they're so connected etherically in the ethereal? Is that why their energy? I mean, I've seen it with other animal beings as well. My, my dog has it. One of my cats had it. You know, but some of them obviously are stronger. But I found as a whole horses have this mm-hmm. very strong what is it maybe subtle energy like chronic mm-hmm. vibey energy yep. vibey i guess they are going. yeah they are breathtakingly energetic i mean and they have the most exposure to us of the animals that oh boy what they're coming through with it's really quite extraordinary but uh elephants and whales and horses work interdimensionally, intergalactically. I mean, I have to, as I'm learning, I'm sharing it, but it's also up to me to kind of, you know, as the animals say, share this stuff in installments so people can start to wrap their arms around it. You know, this book, the first one is, you know, they clear up misconceptions that we have about their behavior and um most of the book, when I gave them the floor, you know, what do you want us to know? You know, get my ego out of it to the best of my ability. Mm. It still has to come through my pen. But I had no agenda other than what do you want to share with us? And it was amazing Mm. that the focus was always on helping us humans have a different understanding of life and ourselves Mm. and the purpose and going with the flow all to – because, you know, they know if we are happier – um, and take better care of ourselves, by extension, it will be easier to do the, re- the same for the rest of our world. It's al- we always yeah. know spiritually it's an inside job. So, um, 
yeah, I mean, wow. <laughs> it, it's, yeah. it's a huge awakening um, to discover what the well, animal do, kingdom holds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, too, that the, um, which your, your book definitely illustrates this, is, is that awakening that everything is consciousness, everything is alive, I don't, whether it's a leaf or whatever, everything is emitting as well as receiving as well as us. Everything is trying to connect in a way, you know, on some and it, level. It is already, right, connected. You know, only humans yes. cannot see the field. That's that it. invisible, yeah. you know, the animals call it the great interconnector, the web of life. You know, there's all different things they call it, but it's we're the only ones that try to know it with our brain. We just know it exists, but the animals mm-hmm. actually can see it. That all see it and life feel it. forms are connected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember no when I, one of the times, yeah, no secret. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's where we're going. People always ask me, well, how are we going to be more telepath? I was like, why do you think we're working on truth, integrity, all this stuff? I go, because we're going to be seeing everything. <laughs> you know, it's already there yeah. registering subconsciously anyway. But I remember years ago we did this experiment when one of my. Um, a lot of physical groups and classes in England, and it was so powerful, Sandra. It was a plant, like, will actually, with energy, not just doesn't grow towards the sun, but grows towards our light or moves towards our light within us. And we did this experiment where we had various plants, and we would hold our hands up or emit energy, and where we were emitting, whoever was emitting energy or the most after a while, you know, it didn't happen immediate, but to stand there for a while, but you could literally see the leaves and the, and the plant leaning towards the open hands, emitting the pranic energy, emitting the life force Beautiful. animating energy. I know. Beautiful. Right? And we're all slowly what? discovering the power of our intention and our thoughts. I mean, if you ever saw that documentary, mm-hmm. I Am, where Tom Shadiak, who had produced all the Jim Carrey movies, and a long story short, they did an experiment that just showed how the bacteria in yogurt sitting in a dish next to him reacted to his thoughts, especially the stressful ones. I mean, oh, so it, wow. Oh, oh are connected God. even to the bacteria in yogurt. Wow. Are our thoughts powerful to affect that, our own bodies and everything around I didn't know that. I'm going to have to check that out. I am. Now, mm-hmm. what – I am. Okay, I'm writing that down. Um, mm-hmm. So now, with, with the book, to, sh- to share with our listeners, did you put that – you said, what do you most need to – you know, want us to know? Or did you, Was that an open question to each animal being, or did you have specific questions for specific animal beings? Well, the horses were the guides on this whole process because it began with horses, and it it took me three years. You know, after I heard that initial stuff that blew my mind, it took me three years of, okay, a person had a problem with a horse. They brought in every specialist, feet, saddle checked, the whole thing, and then I'd be, like, brushing my teeth, and I'd see an image of the horse kind of behind my eyes, if you will, and they would say, you know, it's all in my head and my eyes. I can't see straight. I would get answers even about the health of humans from the horses. Okay. So I was a left brain skeptic, analytical, you know, kind of person. And it took me three full years. I guess I held myself back. I slowed the process down um, until I could really believe that what I was hearing from the horses I wasn't making up. I needed all that proof. Yeah. So then yeah, the horses yeah, yeah. pushed me 
Yeah, right? Hello. I mean, look, we're human and that's skeptical and we're skeptical and that's not a bad thing, right? We have to survive. Can't just, you know, embrace everything until we digest it. So um, then the horses pushed me over time. They said, you know, you need to talk to other animals, not just us, so people can identify with what they read. This is where your horse named Hugo said, this is where your telepathic abilities really come in. Tune into anyone from anywhere. And I'm like, I can't do that. And he he went on to say, I'm doing it right now. I'm working with a lot of horses in Tunisia and Morocco. I'm like, what do you do? He said, I elevate their energy. I help with physical problems, whatever is needed. And then he said, he, it, I mean, he's astral traveling. <laughs> this is a horse. What? Right. Yeah, um, right. Exactly. And then he said, you know, he would land. What? No, I agree with you. What yeah, he's astral traveling. Yeah. Yeah, that's he's what I'm saying. Yeah, friend. Because, yeah, right. So, yeah. I mean, I'm like, I can't do this. But I sat down on the floor with a pad and the pen just went. And a sacred cow, a water buffalo, and a blue whale came through. Just the pen just kept going. And I went, oh, my goodness. And, you know, I would call my mom and go, mom. And she's like, relax. It's not you. You're funny, but you're not that funny. And you're smart, but you're not that wise. You know, you need somebody to ground you and go, okay. Oh, mom is great. Yeah. It was great. She totally took the journey with me because she was just as amazed as I was. So, you know, it, it, so it started that way. And uh, so it went from uh, the horses face-to-face uh, to using a picture to just kind of opening up to the animal kingdom. And at first I wasn't having a dialogue. You know, whatever came through I wrote down. And then the horses pushed me again mm-hmm. and said, you need to ask pointed questions. Write them down. So I solicited questions from my friends when I ran out of my own. So we asked about love and death and religion and when life hands you lemons, you know, like illness. And, you know, we just kind of threw as many questions uh, as we could out there. And um, I guess one of the most important things I I always feel compelled to share is, um, you know, not every animal will talk because they're all at different levels of evolution, just like we are. Yeah. They're on their soul's yeah. journey. So the ones that step forward are more evolved, you know, they're partnering mm-hmm. with me in this. You know, I, I recently one of them said, you know, there's a group of us that are driving this bus. <laughs> and he's like, the others are just common. And I went, ooh, that sounds judgmental. But it was really, it made sense because I can't just tap into anybody when I want yeah. to, at least you know, I mean, I'm sure animal com- communicators um, do that routinely, but you know, the animal does have to be willing. Yes, I agree. I agree. I it's let's uh, level like people different levels of consciousness. You know, and you yes. can see it. You can tell mm-hmm. the ones that are now. And I don't even remember what it was, but something I was working on in my own growth and focusing on it. I I remember I'd just done a reading on it for myself. And then I had your book, something, and I thought, what is what is this about? And I opened to Mr. T, and my answer was there. So something, and I'm like, wait a minute. So I went through, like, what else does Mr. T have to say? Well, <laughs> I must I tell you about Mr. T. Mr. T has been very patient. Amazing. He is a, this is how you know an old soul, because 
two years ago, he's like, when are you going to get in front of kids? Because kids can hear us. And these are intuitive, innate abilities that they have that are not developed in school. And if you water these abilities, he said, every day, just a little bit like a plant, they won't be covered over and forgotten. So the kids can have this Mm. sense of their own power that they didn't learn from mom and dad and they didn't learn in school. And he has been waiting for two years for me to get around to this. (laughs) And he said, you know, Um, Yeah, well, I I did come out with um, the other thing that's currently out is a deck of animal message cards that people are using much the way you use the book, kind of like as, okay, what's my message for the day? And um, but now the book that I'm that is being written, um, when Mr. T came up with that idea, he's like, I think you should ask the other animals and, and see what they, you know, what they want to contribute to children. I think it would be important. And sure enough, I've got 27 different species that have come through with such amazing messages for kids to build happier adults for the future. Mm. You know, they're giving them tools that we didn't have as children. So that's very exciting. <laughs> yeah, the people are getting, uh, yeah. I would say, well, those that come before I me, mean, we create the, the groundwork, you know, we're yeah. a lot of, um, my first awakening, I had to look at what was going on with me in a library, you know, and ask people. <laughs> it was like, you know, and then the classes and workshops are free and far between. But, you know, you find your way, but there's more accessible uh, now. I love little squirrelies, and I love what you say, squirrel talk, how animals get their information. I found that, if you can talk, touch on that. Yeah, thank goodness for the squirrels, because again, you know, the animals that are closest to humans really understand us. I mean, some of the squirrels even took human names. I'm like, he's like, I bet you're wondering where I got my name, because they hear our thoughts. He's like, I heard it, and I liked it, so I kept it. And they talk in that kind of tone. It's kind of clipped and in the here and now, and they're funny mm. as heck. And, you know, the, the horses had told me, you know, we, we get the messages from the birds. We feel things intuitively. We tap into the all, like this web of life. But then the, the squirrels came in, and they solidified my understanding of all the different sources for animals to get their information. So the birds transmit information, as they say, there is no no-fly zone, like a no-cell zone, that the birds go globally and transmit information to the animal kingdom. Um, the animals tap into our thought stream, which has been such a beautiful awakening, both from the birds mm. to chimpanzees in Tanzania. I have learned things from them about how the animals are seeing our thoughts change. They hear the thought stream. And as I recently posted on my blog, the birds are like, you must tell people this. Human thoughts are changing. They must know that every thought, every prayer, every meditation, every intention, every time you choose love, we animals hear it. I mean, that's why they haven't given up on us. It's, it's so wow. beautiful because at first it happens in the thoughts and then it materializes around us just the way it, yeah. it happens first in other dimensions and then materializes here on earth. So the animals keep coming through with such positive, exciting stuff about the awakening that is not on the news. You know, we hear only about the atrocities and the old vibration. But people like you and your listeners are shifting the planet's vibration for the better. So whether you hear it from spirit 
Whether you hear it from the animals, you know, if you hear it from a bunch of different sources, you start to really believe, oh, goody, it's really happening. <laughs> it's really happening. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. That's so true. Yeah. People forget about the converging flow. You know, and I, I talk about that a lot, Sandra, that, you know, we do mitigate. I don't know if the animal beings have said anything about this, but it it is common, common sense. I mean, if you know, it's kind of like if you know you're going to, you're starting to get a little bit of a cold or something and you slow down and you you know, eat better, maybe take some, you know, I don't know, echinacea, golden seal mm-hmm. or something, you may not get the cold or you get it and it's not as bad, you know. So right. I don't know why people don't kind of look at that. I mean, the way that we're more, everyone is more awakening, there is this unifying energy. You just said it, you know, our thoughts are changing, so therefore the actions and there's more love. Um, it makes things not be as extreme or quote-unquote bad. So I don't know if they're saying that, if they're seeing the change and saying things, you know, what the worst fear of things cataclysmically happening in a negative way. I mean, do they talk about that, how things are changing, that is actually getting better? Yeah, yes, very, very much so. I mean, when I had a chimpanzee come through, and you know, I was so excited to communicate with them. I had tapped into a bunch of other animals, and I thought, ah, oh, Jane Goodall made her whole life about chimpanzees. I'm going to find out everything. And the first chimp that comes through sounds like a bitter 90-year-old man. And I was like, what? And he's like, it's too late. You know, everything you mankind, humankind has brought has destroyed our habitats with you know, deforestation and illness, and there will be darkness and all this stuff. And then this beautiful herd of horses that I write about in my book came through and said the chimp is of the old vibration. This is there will be changes, but it's not going to be cataclysmic. It's you know like weeding and the great gardener, as they say, you know, is is weeding out things and also planting. So, you know, the the new vibration is all about, and that's what the book is focused on. The animals want to come from a place of positivity because as they say, as we know, what you focus on grows. So only focus on what you want to have happen. And it takes a lot of work for humans. Mm-hmm. You know, and am I saying that no, you should not go out and fight against, you know, ills and abuse against uh animals and children right. and people and the and, and, and the earth? No, I'm not saying that. But for the masses of us um, to remember that if enough of us change our thoughts on the inside, reality changes on the outside. The animals see this as an illusion. That is the hardest thing for us humans. Like you just said, you know, we look at all the negativity through the media and the sensationalism and, you know, in, internationally, the whole thing. Yeah. In, and we can't see this groundswell that is happening across the globe mm-hmm. because it's not it's not put out on the media. So you just yeah. have to know that it starts energetically. It's already happening. I mean, to hear a horse say, you know, they travel to other planes. And so what's all, what they, when they come back to the third plane where we live, they're like, this is yesterday's news. <laughs> this yeah. beautiful awakening yeah. has already happened in other dimensions. So, you know, to try to stay grounded here and listen to what the animals say to us to help us shift internally it's totally understanding that if you don't believe it you don't see it that your thoughts are so powerful you've heard this from so many great speakers and writers and uh, spiritual leaders you know create the world of oneness that you want to see mhm 
using your mind to create the reality you want. The animals do that all the time. They manifest. All the time. And they do it with spirit. Said, which is ties into what we were talking about earlier, um, about you know, kind of the faith and the belief of what's unfolding, you know, as opposed mm-hmm. to what's already happened and getting our information. So that, to me, ties in. Um, it just makes it a little clearer that that be- that belief is actually that you said the belief that it's going to happen or is happening. To me, sets up an energy that to broadcast or put out there that's actually drawing that into you. It's exactly. actually almost like a scoop, you know, right? It's almost scooping it to you, mm-hmm. towards you. And not only that, there's no way you could possibly research all the companies that are doing good right now. I mean, from flooring mm-hmm. to cleaning the oceans. I mean, it's happening. Yes, everybody knows mm-hmm. the air is getting worse and the fish are changing and, you know, all that. But you know mm-hmm. something the animals know how much is going on globally that's just amazing you know um mm. renewables and you know environmentally um conscious choices that companies are making it's happening and that's who we need to support if we believe in that you know yeah how can and if you even talk to gorillas when it gets, mm. what do you feel right yeah which was interesting and the jaguar uh, Jaguar talking about uh, partnership and relationships, um, hmm. which I tend to agree with that. Somebody asked me, I said, yeah, your most important relationships are, there's a destiny already. The blueprint's there. It's just unfold, you know, having it unfold. Mm-hmm. So but can you touch on any, that as well? Well, that those were some of the channelings that absolutely – that's how I really knew it wasn't coming from me <laughs> because when it, when the gorilla came through talking about the difference between romantic love and how it has addictive qualities to it and causes extremes of pleasure and pain. And here was something that gorilla said that where humans with the exchange of bodies in the human world, right? Um, how is it that we tied up our entire sense of self to that act? I am so sorry Mm. for you humans because you suffer Mm. greatly in this regard. In the animal world, the body is not important where it goes Mm -hmm. and what it does. They procreate Mm. to continue the proliferation of the species, but that is singular in purpose and short-lived. Their relationships take place through the thought stream. You know, yes, of course, they care for each other Mm -hmm. physically. Don't we've seen that, but it's, it's not about the the expectations we humans have cause us so very mm-hmm. much pain. I mean, to the gorilla, love is choosing the high road to the best of your ability for the be- for the, the good of all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's a different understanding of what higher love is, frequency. and you know, Those yeah, and that we are that. You, you know what? Mm. You can hear this in from Deepak Chopra on his Pandora station that. When you want to attract love into your life, it comes from the supreme place of self-love. And that is why the animals drilled that topic down from romantic love Mm -hmm. and partnership. They just kept talking, and then they drilled it down to self-love without any provocation from me. Because that is the source of all, always self-love. 
so again, hearing it from Deepak, hearing it from the animals. And, and I mean, wild stuff has happened where a horse named Honeybee said certain things about treating each other, you know, you are all children and, and, and beautiful things about self-love. And four months later, the Dalai Lama came out and said the same kind of stuff, giving us advice on how we could get through the next four years after the most recent election. So again, hearing that same stuff from the animals that you hear from someone like the Dalai Lama is very um, comforting, you know? Yes. The messages are the same or similar. Mm-hmm. Very, very. Yeah. What do you feel right now? Oh, gosh, we've got just 90 seconds. Um, people <laughs> most need to know. And how can people open up? I guess it's kind of a little quick two-parter. More to... Be open to these messages. I mean, obviously, reading your book, I find it it's it was you know it was pointed when it needed to be pointed, which was good. It was, you know, um, it's not mamby pamby, um, but very insightful and uplifting. And there was this, there's this just nice wisdom that's thread through. Well, there is a lot that they've shared in that book. And I, even though it came through my pen, I still have to go back and remind mm-hmm. myself of these things. You know, you're, I wanted to plant them into my being uh, because it, I noticed I was happier when I, mm-hmm. as, my, as Mr. T would say, I embraced the animal-wise ways. I mean, they even give us ad- advice on, on moving through negative emotions. And if we get angry, you know, looking at ourselves through the eyes of love the way your dog would, you know, and let it go. It's huge the way we humans beat ourselves up, and animals do not do that. You know, they're no, always okay. No. I'm, I'm whoops, I screwed up, and on to the next thing. Yeah. So, um, I I really feel that uh, you know, there's I guess to the question, um, you know, what what's the takeaway here? Um, the power of our thoughts, slowing mm-hmm. down. Is huge. I wrote a blog post called, you know, how What's to your get blog, by the way. That. That is... Oh, sure. If you go to my website at s mendelson, it's m e n d e l s o n dot com, and you click mm-hmm. on blog. There's a bunch of different channelings from the animals that I keep posting there. as the new ones come in, and one of the blog posts is, you know, how to connect with animals. And, you know, we really have to get out of the monkey mind and spend no earbuds. You know, get back into real time. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, and the other thing is, if you expect to have a running dialogue like Dr. Doolittle, you will very likely be setting yourself up yeah. for disappointment because there's like, yeah. as you know, eight different kinds of ways our six senses can receive yeah. messaging, whether we hear it or feel it kinesthetically or have, you know, paracognition, I just know, or close your eyes and see images and colors. So, you know, your ways may not be clairaudient. They may not you may not hear messages, but you'll feel them and you'll know them and you must trust what you get. So the most important thing is getting out of your head, getting into nature. You don't even need to live with a non human, mm-hmm. you know. I tell people also to try this squirrel experiment because most squirrels will run away because uh you know, they can hear our thoughts, and most thoughts are not so pretty in the human world. But, you know, and again, let them get used to you. Rome wasn't built in a day. They didn't come running up to me and taking the food out of my hands. You know, it didn't happen. It wasn't like the, you know, Mother Nature, I spread out my wings, and here they come. 
So they got to get used to you. You know, let them see that you care. And in your morning walks for if you do whatever. Mm. When you see a, a squirrel that hasn't automatically run away from you with your mind, not your mouth. Hear the words in your head say good morning. How are you? It's lovely to see you. I hope you have a wonderful day. Now, you need to be calm. You need to be in the moment and watch what will start to happen. People have written to me. They go, it works. It works. (laughs) Because the squirrels would just go, huh? And they will just stare at you and stop what they're doing. And I mean, even for 10, 15 minutes, like, yes, I heard that. She's connecting with me. They care. Connecting. Care. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the number one wish they have is that we would just sit on park benches again. We are running away mm-hmm. so fast in our cars. You know, that's like all the squirrels say, you know, they're in the here and now and they're grateful. But if they had one wish, it would be for things to be more like the way they used to be. He said thing, everything yeah. was so much calmer and people sat outside and we got along so much better. Yeah. So we can And do just that. enjoyed each other. I like that. Yes. Oh, Sandra, I've already had requests in the chat to have you back, so please do come back. <laughs> I, the producer, I, I ever, yes, and share. Um, this has been just wonderful, and uh, you have such a lovely energy and beautiful heart, so thanks for sharing um, your experiences with the animal beings with us. So appreciate it. Thank you for being, you know, such an opening for this. You know, otherwise, as I say, oh. I'm just one hand clapping. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you. We need other hands to clap together. Yes. That's so true. This is, we do. this is all of our awakening. This is not my show. This is all of us. Yeah, all of us doing it together. All mm-hmm. right. Thank you so much. Much peace. Thank you very much. Okay. Well, our guest is Sandra um, Mendelson, and the book is We Walk Beside You, Animal Messages for an Awakening World and you can just tell by her energy. Lovely, lovely, um, lovely book. Um, chock full of some wonderful insights. Um, and some funny and some pointed. You got to hear, you know, emphasizing stuff. It just, but the compassion, the love really comes through. And everyone, um, I promised I would get the link and I did get this uh, for the workshop that I'm doing this Saturday, which is understanding the role of your soul. And your higher self, so different aspects of your being. So if you're interested in that, you go to my website, soulplayground.life, or you can go to Eventbrite. If you go to soulplayground.life, it, it will be um, in the events or happenings section, understand the role of your higher self and soul, or you can go to eventbrite.com and uh, look it up there. If you have any questions, you can email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, thank you, Tamara, for putting it in the chat. Um, and just for those that are listening, because we have most listeners by phone or listening later in the archives, uh, the guest uh, website, smendelson.com forward slash animals are talking. Ah, you guys are talking and you're shining. We're shining our light. Keep doing that. Keep shining your light, sharing your insights, and, of course, keep awake. That's what we're meant to do here. All right, guys, see you next week. Awakenings broadcasts every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows are available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversation and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook and visit Michelle's blog at soulinsightsforspiritledliving.com. That's soulinsights, the number four, spiritledliving.com. Keep awake.